Hey everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Rubero and I will be your host. I'll be interviewing recruiters, hiring managers, and experts to help you land your next job sooner. Just a quick reminder to download your high converting resume template that's been proven to get you more job interviews at resumetemplate.canadianjobsearchacademy.com. And if this episode resonates with you, then remember to subscribe, comment, and share. Thank you and welcome to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is Jaro Barrow, your host. And today we've got a very special guest, a recruiter from the US who knows what they're talking about, Tina Moon. Tina is an accomplished, results-driven senior leader with progression in HR experience and exposure in technology, telecom, pharma, and retail. Tina was recently in a position where she was in between roles and successfully completed her job search during the COVID pandemic. Well, welcome to the show, Tina. Thanks so much for having me, John. And so, yeah, and I'm so excited to, you know, you and I, we used to work in the past. Actually, I was a client of yours many, many years ago. You were my recruiter, essentially, as I was trying to build my team back in, I think it was 2015. And it's just great to have you here to to share some of your experience. I know you just recently went through your own transition. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that and what that was like for you. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm now living in the US and had um, left the company that I was with for five years, uh, transferred from uh, Canada, from Ontario to California um, in 2018. And this past year, um, we went through some transitions within the company and I transitioned out of the company based on kind of current priorities. So I found myself in a position where I was looking for my next opportunity. and yeah, and so I had to, to really think about how I wanted to approach that and um, think about some strategies. And, and so that's what I did. And it, it took about, I think, in the end, about almost three months to, to okay. find something. So in those three months, and, and like I know a little bit about your story and how many companies and organizations you yeah. met with, uh, share that. I'd love to for the audience to know, right? So, yes. you know, what I'm hearing from audience members is, you know, there's a, it's, it's, it's a struggle. There aren't any jobs out there, but I think and I feel like that's the opposite of what's actually out there. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that and, and the companies that you met with. Yeah. Okay. So for me in the end, I did some tracking because I wanted to, cause I was actually spending a lot of time interviewing. And um, in the end, I spoke to just under 20 companies and had 96 interviews in that process. So with COVID, it actually allowed me to interview with many different companies in a pretty short time frame. So there were days when I had multiple interviews with different companies, which never would have been possible before COVID because you would have been going from location to location. So I felt like that was pretty interesting and it actually mm-hmm. helped accelerate my, my search. Um, but what I did in, in terms of the strategies, in terms of the things that I've kind of invested my time into, um, first was uh, utilizing my network. So were there any recruiters that I was in touch with that I hadn't been in touch with? I kind of reached out to them to let them know my situation or anyone that was in the field of, you know, hiring. And um, I, I did have a coach. So I spent some time with my coach to give me feedback on, you know, my LinkedIn profile so that I could make some specific updates to it. Um, and then I, apply, I spent some time applying online to different jobs as well. Um, and then my network, I really kind of uh, reinvested time in my mm. network to um, connect with 
people that I um, have always kept in touch with, but just to let them know my situation, to let them know that, hey, here's the position I'm in. Uh, and I'm not looking for them to give me a job, but I'm looking for them possibly to help me increase my network because I don't have a network, a large network in the US. Mm. Most of my network is in Canada. So I did need to spend some time um, developing. And I think that's an ongoing process, right? It's something that we should never forget about. Um, but it's it's hard when you're kind of you're you're employed and you're you're investing your time in your internal network. But it is something that I think is important, kind of when you kind of take yourself outside of your day to day to invest some time in ongoing. Yeah, and I and actually I like how you said that. So, and what we hear from and actually some of the audience members that are probably listening to this, they're thinking, how do I go into a place where I have no network and build a network? And and you talked about leveraging your existing network to mm-hmm. build. A network. So were there any things that you did specifically in terms of tactics? I know before the call, you talked about tracking. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. You know, what was that like for you? <laughs> so, well, one, my calendar, but two, I just had a spreadsheet of, you know, what companies was I making kind of progress with because mm-hmm. um, today with COVID and, and just with the kind of the type of role I was interviewing for. So in HR, um, as a business partner, you meet with HR, but you also meet with different business leaders because you're connecting HR and the business together. So you're having to interview with um, HR individuals and you're having to interview with business leaders. So that means that I was meeting with some companies up to eight times for an interview. Um, And so I wanted to, for me, it was just, uh, it was also to get myself through the day because interviewing (laughs) takes a ton out of you and you really do need to take it day by day and conversation by conversation and staying positive uh, because you do hear a lot of rejection throughout that process because, you know, I I wasn't successful with for sure every company that I was, was talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that also just helped me kind of understand, hey, there's been progress somewhere, but there's areas where there hasn't been progress. So just for me to stay positive, uh, it did help me. And then in the end, because I was spending all of this time talking to different people, I just wanted to have that kind of number of two, like how many people did I actually speak to? Um, Mm. Because this was happening kind of, you know, throughout the holiday break in December, and then, you know, into January and February. So that was just a neat data for myself to, to reflect on. Yeah. And, and so, and it's interesting. So A, you're looking for a job during the pandemic and two, you're doing it during the holiday season when they say that nobody's actually looking for people. Right. So, yeah. so there were definitely things that you did to, to stay connected. So what would be one or two tactics tactics that you could share with their audience members in terms of just staying connected with people? And, and I'm, I'm going to go on the assumption that there's a bunch of follow-ups that actually happened as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think for me, um, it's, it's kind of, you're, you're always following kind of the connections that you make. So I looked at my, I use LinkedIn for sure. That was probably Mm -hmm. my, my one tool, whether it was connecting with my network or just looking for jobs to apply to, um, and staying connected to recruiters. So, uh, for me, when I was trying to look at like the network and who do I actually reach out to, I, I looked in, because I was in the U S I looked at my Canadian network and understanding who's now in the U S. So, um, that was actually where I started. And I reached out to, to those folks that are now living in the U S to see if they could introduce me to someone or if they, ha- if they knew of anyone looking for an HR professional and those two reach outs, both connected me with somebody um, in the U.S. who was hiring. So mm-hmm. for me, that reinforced that, you know, this is something that is tangible. And in, what was really interesting is as I was talking to a, a recruiter that I got to know through the process, um, 
she had reminded me that, hey, Tina, you know, you've invested all of this time in meeting people. Um, that's going to pay off for you too. So it's kind of not just that one time event where, where you're looking for a job today, but also keep in mind as you kind of go through 2021 and into the future years that, you know, that's time invested and will come back to you too. And, you know, I didn't actually think about it that way. So I was happy mm. to, to also get that feedback. Um, but that's, that's the first thing I did. And my coach challenged me to do, to do that. Cause it's not something I naturally, you know, it's not comfortable for everyone to, you know, ask people for favors or to reach out to them. <laughs> Um, so it brought me outside of my comfort zone, but you know, it, I was rewarded in terms of, it was reinforced that, um, people do remember me and I have a reputation. And so it's, it's again, that confidence builder. Um, and I, I would say that, and then also learning, like for me, learning is kind of threaded into what's probably mm-hmm. helped, um, spur changes that I've made in my career and when I've been ready to leave certain positions or leave certain companies. And so I'm always open to feedback in terms of, you know, books. So I've had a book on like career search. <laughs> it's a really book, big book, but my, my, my coach had actually recommended that to me. So I was using that. Um, and again, it really comes down to invest your time into different mm. places. So I invested my time into my network. I invested time. And that was what that means is I was messaging people on LinkedIn um, I was setting up just introduction, like, um, just a hello call, like just to yeah. reconnect with people, um, that I hadn't connected with, um, you know, recently and, um, applying to different jobs that I, I would see. And again, saying yes to any recruiter that came to me, I would say <laughs> yes. And I would invest my time. So those, those were kind of the three areas that I spent time on yeah. that led to, um, my, my, my offer. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. And and this is one of the things that I feel is changing, right? With the job search that's happening today. Um, what would you say was the percentage of you applying to work and you spending time networking? Like if, you know, if you look at your overall job search, you know, within the three months from a percentage perspective, how much of it were you spending on job search? And networking? yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because I think that the outcomes were different, but I, I spent more time on LinkedIn networking and mm. I, I also um, spent time uh, posting comments to have my profile seen um, to, to strength, generate more activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would say a lower percentage, if I were to put a percentage on it, I would probably say 20% of my time was actually applying to actively applying to jobs. So I would really only take, you know, a morning a week and apply to to new jobs. And it also depended on, I kind of felt like a business development person because I was always looking at my calendar to understand like how many meetings do I have on my calendar next week? Because if I'm not applying to jobs or I'm not doing anything this week, it's meaning that I'm not going to be busy the next week. (laughs) So that's also how, how I looked at my managing my time. So if I had a really busy week where I had interviews, then I spent less time kind of online um, because I wanted to also be realistic with my time. So, um, but in the end, the, I, I was lucky enough to have two, two job offers and both of those came from applying directly. Uh, however, I think though, the conversations that I was having throughout the other networking or other positions that were coming to me was helping me, you know, be better prepared because I think mm-hmm. anytime you're having an interview, whether or not you're successful, it's experience and it's helping you um, develop your story. It's helping you kind of understand what works in terms of how you're uh, presenting yourself. So you talked about 
building that experience and, and, and not really losing the lesson in, in, in terms of doing your interviews with people. So, which has been great because this is one of the things that we also talk about when people are preparing to go through the job search, because they go through these informational sessions uh-huh. and they don't necessarily think of them as any good and they just kind of forget. So how many of those sessions did you actually follow up with people on afterwards? How many people did I follow up? So after I had informational sessions, yeah. or after I had a, mm. oh, that's a good question. Um, because I think that um, it depended on the conversation. So for example, if it was a recruiter, I, I didn't necessarily send out follow-up, but if it was um, the head of HR or, you know, dependent, I think if it was the final decision maker, um, mm-hmm. then I would send a follow-up um, or if it was the hiring manager. So I think that's where I would, mm-hmm. I, I had decided to, cause I think I could have spent a ton of time following up with people, but I also understand that everybody gets a lot of emails in a day and I wanted to make it purposeful. So it was the hiring manager. And okay. if there was a head of, you know, that department or business unit, then I, I did send a follow-up. So how did, so outside of, and you talked about how you leveraged your existing network, but where in the areas where you didn't have an existing network, how did you connect with those people? How did you know how to find them? Um, I think for me, that came from recruiters that were reaching out to me. So um, it also came from uh, vendors that I had worked with in my previous role. So because Mm -hmm. I'm in HR, I was connected to Knightsbridge and uh, LHH, which is Lee Hecht Harrison. And I had a coach. Um, My coach helped me kind of explore and think about different ways. But um, yeah, it was recruiters and it was vendors. It was people that I had worked with here in the US that I kind of leaned on in a different way. Nice. All right. So that's great. So I, and I love your journey because it all worked out. And for those of you that are listening, you know, Tina got her job by applying to a job online, right? So they, you know, ideally if you can leverage your network, but that preparation by leveraging your network actually prepared you for those two online interviews. So it's, and, and, you know, one of the things that I find that is incredibly interesting now, the, the, the recruiting cycle is just taking longer, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this at the beginning before the call started was on average, it's taking about eight weeks, right? For an organization to bring somebody into an or into, into the fold and just kind of go through the entire process. So yeah. would you say that that is kind of like the standard thing that's happening now where organizations are actually taking more time to bring people in? I think that um, we're all getting used to this virtual world. So I think mm-hmm. different companies and different managers are um, have different comfort levels with it. So I do think there's a shift because before we would have had more face-to-face interviews. And I do think it's the company as well, because, you know, I'm coming from working from a global organization and there's people that I worked with for two years that maybe I've met in person with once. So I think as an organization, we were a lot more comfortable with, um, virtual hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would say for sure it, it takes, and, and just being an HR, I'm not a recruiter. I'm more of mm-hmm. a, a kind of HR manager in kind of business partnering. Um, so I'm, I don't technically know the world of recruitment as well okay. as I used to a while ago, but um, I would say based on what I know is typically it takes eight weeks to find, you know, to, to okay. get from posting a job to finding an offering and, and having a candidate accept a job for sure. 
Um, and I, I think it also depends on how urgently does the company need that person to like, if there's somebody not in the seat, um, you know, that, that hiring manager is critical to the process because they decide whether or not they're going to make an offer to, to a candidate. Um, yeah. so I, I, I do think that in the end for me, um, the hiring manager that hired me, you know, we really connected. And so she, she, she kind of drove and led kind of my, my experience and made sure she, she, you know, she wanted to accelerate it too. So I think that you have a, you'll have a sense of that through the process. And mm. I think um, they'll likely the recruiter or the hiring manager will ask you questions. And I think the questions that they ask you will probably give you an indication of how quickly um, they're looking to move in the process. Yeah, no. And, and that's, that's totally fair, I guess, depending on the, the urgency and need for that particular resource inside the team um, you know, it, it could take a couple of weeks. It could I, I don't think the couple of days kind of applies anymore because I know no. I've heard that too. I don't, I don't think that works, especially in unless the there's already a re- I would say unless there's already a relationship there, then maybe it can yeah. go that quickly. But if you're, I didn't know anybody in the company that I'm working for now, the other company that I had uh, kind of gotten to the end stages with, I didn't know anyone in the company. So I think that unless there's a referral there. And I think referrals, you know, that was also mm. something that my, um, my coach, I was lucky I had a couple of coaches, um, but my, my one coach from LHH, um, she had said to me that, you know, even before applying to a job online, look in your network to see if you know someone there, because you have to remember that inside companies, they might have referral referrals Mm -hmm. and so there's something in it for that individual too so it's not that you're asking them for a favor Mm -hmm. you're just saying like hey reach out to them send them a message on linkedin to say i'm interested in this job i see that we're connected you know is there an incentive for for you um as part of this process too because i intend to apply would you can i do i apply directly online or is this something that you can help facilitate with because so again it's like a win-win so i thought that was really interesting advice because i hadn't thought about it that way too yeah no, and, and I I, def, I like the way you said that, right? Number one, so, you know, cats out of the bag, there are internal referral programs inside of larger organizations Absolutely. where if you do refer somebody into it, sometimes you get compensated monetarily for it, which is, you know, if you don't know that, you know that now. <laughs> but the and other I thing- I agree, and I think that from a company perspective, that that's how a lot of companies hire too, because mm-hmm. they want to know that 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 person's been verified or- yeah. Um, so there, there's something in it for, I think, everyone. And I think a large part of, um, you know, sourcing does come from employee referrals. So I think that that's definitely something that people should keep in mind. And, you know, whether the company's small or large, I came from a 2000 employee company and we had an internal referral program. So I think mm-hmm. even sometimes the smaller companies are because they don't necessarily have the budgets to, you know, promote and advertise and, and source yeah. or have as strong as a, I guess, you know, proposition as a smaller company. Yeah. No. And, and so, yeah, no, this, this is new, right? So I actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this on any of my other podcasts, which is great because now it, so it actually creates more of a, a desire to want to work with somebody else to, for them to get you into an organization if there's some money at stake. Right. So yeah. it, it's an extra incentive. But I think what's incredibly important is just to be able to facilitate and create that relationship with them before you go in for the ask, right? right. Like I can't imagine somebody just coming off and I've seen this too. And actually I believe it's a new feature inside of LinkedIn. 
where people can say, hey, I, there's a posting inside your organization. Can you refer me? And it's like, well, if I don't know you, why yeah. would I want to do that? Because at yeah. the same time, it's also your brand and, and your reputation at stake For if sure. you refer the wrong person. Right? I agree. No, I agree. And yeah, I definitely think that there should be some type of connection and hopefully through LinkedIn, that's the case. But yeah. So you, so, and, and this is great because you you talked about your own job search, but you're also on the other side where you're bringing people into an organization and you're setting up these HR systems to kind of help, you know, facilitate the recruitment and hiring of people for companies. So from, from that perspective, what do you feel is different about today's job market? What, what's different or what's changed in the last, I'm going to say 12 to 16 months in terms of job search like what's different today you know uh, for for a candidate that's looking for work what should they be aware of yeah i think it's uh it's just this virtual world right because i've onboarded completely virtually um i've not met anybody that i've been working with in person uh, which is different than ever before and mm-hmm. i think you know in a global organization too that's really how you develop relationships so i think it is um being proactive, taking initiative, um, and being an active person, whether it be in your job search or in your onboarding, like, what is your plan? Um, coming up with different tactics as to how you're going to like, for me, relationships are critical to, um, my job performance. So I'm investing, you know, whether it's a job search, I was investing time in my network and kind of talking to people. And now that I'm in a company, I'm investing a lot of time in, developing relationships. So I'm setting up, I'm initiating a lot of one-on-one meetings so that I have a really one, one leader that I've worked with, that I worked with previously, actually at Rogers. Um, he, he shared something with me that's always stayed with me, which is uh, develop a relationship before you need it. And it kind of, it, I don't mean it in a manipulative way, but it's, you know, if I think about when it, when you have tough things to do, it's much easier when you've got a relationship with someone to just pick up the phone and say, Hey, we've got this to do. And like, let's start. But if you're having to initiate that, that relationship, you know, as you're doing something really difficult or you're having, you know, to work through something, it's, it's facilitated in a much easier way when you've already yeah. established a rapport. So I think that's something that I've always brought with me too, in kind of how I re- approach my work and how I approach people that I work with. Yeah. And, and, and I love that line, build a relationship before you need it, right? So, but this is where I, I think it's important to continue spending time in building these relationships. So here's a question. Have you, have you followed up with any of the, so you finally have your job, but are you still maintaining those relationships for the jobs that you went to or you interviewed with, or like, have you built in, and stayed connected to those people? Yeah, I definitely tried to. So especially recruiters that um, I really connected with in the process. So, you know, I talked to some really awesome people. And um, in terms of how I closed that relationship out, I definitely followed up. I had a conversation. I let them know. Um, and because they, you know, they were really great for me because they got me into, you know, job interviews that I wouldn't have gotten just by applying online. And I think that's definitely fair to say is that some companies exclusively use different agencies, right? Um, so they, they really helped get me on the radar of some, you know, really great companies to interview with. Um, and again, one of them were the shared with me, um, you know, this time that you're investing now is again, developing relationships that will lead to like likely lead to something down the road. Right. And Mm -hmm. make your next job search a bit easier. Um, and so 
I, I definitely closed out and kept that relationship open and definitely intend to continue to stay connected to a few kind of handful of people where there was yeah. you know, a connection on both sides. Yeah. And, and, and that's a great point. You're kind of building out for the future, which is, you know, some of the things that I, I think is incredibly important, even though you're not successful in an interview with an organization, you've mm-hmm. had the opportunity to meet with those people in, you know, vir- actually in this environment, it's virtual, yeah. but you can still maintain those relationships because who knows, right? Like a couple of for months sure. out, it, it could be, Hey, I'm looking again, you know, let me reach back out to these people and you've already created right. a bit of a, a rapport. So what would you say else, what else is different for candidates today as they're going through the process? What's the one thing they really need to be aware of when they're, they're reaching out to organizations or reaching mm-hmm. out to recruiters or hiring managers or HR professionals? What's yeah. the one, what's the one area where you feel like they're, they need some help? Yeah, I do. I think you and I talked about this earlier and I think um, just around kind of some of the struggles and I think one being prepared with, you know, examples of the work, which takes time and takes some effort. And I can tell you, I had to spend a lot of time kind of thinking through those things um, in in, in specific examples and writing them out as to what Mm -hmm. would my answer look like. And the more times you do that, the more fluid it becomes and the more practice that you have. But I would say the other pretty big significant one that I think has always been a part of kind of how I look at myself, but it's just understanding my own strengths. And I think really knowing your strengths and there's different tools out there that can help you get really clear on what your strengths are. Um, like strengths finders, like something like for me, I really connected to, and it stays consistent. It's easy, simple language to, to understand and reflect on. I think getting feedback on those strengths and, you know, how do other people experience you so that mm-hmm. those are all things that help you present yourself so that you're comfortable knowing kind of your strengths and the value that you bring to a role or a position and being really clear as to what your, your focus is. So I was very mm-hmm. clear of what my focus was and the type of role that I wanted. And so that's where I focused my time and energy on. And it was very clear in interviewing. So And, you know, I think the third thing is also doing your research. So knowing a bit about the company, it doesn't mean that you need to know a deep dive, but I think there's information out there, especially on LinkedIn um, and using LinkedIn and and the features within it to get high level details about a company and, you know, what excites you about that? And, you know, is it in technology where things are? So for me, one, I wanted to stay in technology because that's, um, just an area that things are always changing. The environment is fast paced and I've, I connect with that. So that's where I spent my time and energy on in terms of um, applying to, to, to roles that were in that industry. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is just having a focused approach when it comes to your job search in terms of the organizations that you want to reach out to know a little bit about the organization leverage the tools like LinkedIn to, to learn about them. You know, I talk about Googling Google alerts as well in terms of just, you know, if these are the companies that I want to focus on and approach, then just have those things jump into your mailbox versus having to go out and look for them all the time. But leveraging the technology and the tools for sure. So and actually, as we get into our final or second last question, um, is it is it important to really be specific in terms of what you're looking for? Like. So what I'm hearing from candidates, because people have a a wide breadth of, you know, background and experience in the type of roles that they've done in North America, I know you're speaking out of the U.S., but I believe it's the same in Canada. Is it important to be specific in terms of what you're looking for in your job? 
Well, I do think it's important to help the recruiter because how is the recruiter supposed to position Mm. kind of you and your candidacy in terms of that job? So I think that, um, and that level of job. So like, what is the level that you're looking to work at? Um, And yeah, where's the connection? I think that's maybe what I mean by focus is where's the connection between the job and you and making that connection because I think that it's tough for recruiters to make that connection for someone. Yeah, yeah. And and I've always said, make it as easy as possible for recruiters, HR organizations to learn more about you without you having, without them having to dig in, uh, you know, to go, because there's so much competition out there that, you know, if you have if you're going to spend less time and effort on finding a information about a candidate, you know, the better it is for you because the, the, the quicker it is for you to get people in t- for interviews, to connect with managers. Um, mm-hmm. It just makes the whole process easy. It's not about recruiters going and digging and finding and doing the work. It's about you making it really easy. So it just presents it to them. And how much of that would you say is within LinkedIn? How much of that is important to have that already there in your profile? I don't think I spent much time on LinkedIn, but it was definitely in my resume in terms of Mm -hmm. like my objective. And I had different people give me feedback on my resume too. Um, And so I I would say that, and then it's also in the clarity because once you get to your interview, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not necessarily about your resume anymore. It's about you. Right. And it's about how clearly are you articulating that information because that's what makes it easier for the recruiter. Now that they have a connection, it's not, it's not necessarily the piece of paper. Right. Um, And especially those conversations that you have with people, I I feel like it's no longer the resume, it's you. Yeah. So, okay. So this is the last question, I promise. So how do you bring your best self? Like, what would you, in terms of recommendations or or, or tactics or strategies, Uh what would you say is the best way to bring yourself to the table when you're showing up in the room, in the virtual room with, uh, you know, with somebody who's going to be interviewing you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd I'd go back to um, knowing yourself, being authentic, Mm -hmm. because I I don't think, I think if you spend enough time on knowing your strengths, I think that process helps you perform better, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's in an interview, whether it's at work, it's something that just helps you be more confident and helps you understand the value that you add. Um, And I think spending time on that, and that's not resume work, that's not LinkedIn work, that's just knowing yourself and reflecting on yourself, getting some, you know, data and information, whether it's through like a profile assessment, um, and then feedback from other people, right, on did I get this right, what, and the saying it out loud, getting feedback on, you know, when you say your strengths out loud, does it resonate with you, does it resonate (laughs) with the people that are hearing it, (laughs) the people that you trust, and getting that story kind of right, because I think that's where, you know, it connects back to what you had said earlier about this, like, generalness in terms of, like, not, you know, or if you get too specific, are you kind of, not open to other opportunities, I think, well, that's where it kind of helps ground a conversation, right? Because your strengths are your strengths, no matter what job you're applying to. And that's the value that you bring. Yeah, no, excellent. I've I've got a whole page of notes. Hopefully those listening, you've got a whole page of notes as well, because there's just so much rich information here, which is fantastic. So Tina, if people wanted to learn a little bit more about you in terms of how to get a hold of you, or just to maybe ask that informational type question, where could they go to do that? 
Yeah. So LinkedIn is where I spend kind of time kind of outside of when I'm not working and I'm, I'm connecting with others. So LinkedIn. So I'm Tina Mooney and SUNY on LinkedIn. All right. I'll definitely include a link on the show notes so people can go directly to it to find and learn more about you. Tina, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to chat with us, to share your own personal experience, but also to give us some insights in terms of what organizations are looking for when they're bringing people in. So yeah, no, thank you for your time today. Thanks, John. It was a pleasure. Appreciate you reaching out. All right. So that is it for this episode of the Canadian Search Job Search Podcast. Wishing you all a great one. Talk to you all soon. Take care.